Welcome to Folding Chair Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Welcome back to Folding Chair Theology. I'm your host, Justin Mercier, here with another Just in Time. That's right, you're a Just in Time to hear another Just in Time. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to tell you a really cool story. It's a redemptive story, um, and it's it's one personal to uh, my heart. Um, so I'm going to set up the story in this way. So, uh, so this would have been June... Um, 1989. I know I'm taking you way back. So June 1989. I've heard it was a great year. Um, my my mother found out that I uh, was obviously you know going to be born. Would find out she was pregnant with me, and at that time she was a bartender or some sort of a you know, bar or club or something like that in a part of San Francisco called the Tenderloin District. Um, now, the, from what the story goes, is that my biological father came in. Um, my biological father came in, and he uh, was a, a sailor in the Navy, was uh, uh, you know coming into San Francisco, went to the Tenderloin District. They met, and... Um, and that's kind of like how how uh, I, you know my life started. Now the Tenderloin District, if something that you uh, people obviously definitely know or definitely don't know, but let me tell you what the Tenderloin District is today. Um, when you go to the Tenderloin District, it's one of the biggest homeless populations in the country. Um, drugs very frequently used in the Tenderloin. Uh, pimps. Um, prostitutes, uh, drug use, drug overdoses. Um, I mean, just people really, I mean, not a good place. And, and even, uh, when my wife and I were, um, <clears throat> actually in the Tenderloin district, um, we were doing ministry there. We actually asked an officer, Hey, where's the Tenderloin district? And they literally wouldn't tell us. And they said, you don't want to go there. This is not for, for you kind of people. Um, so that's what the Tenderloin District is, and this is where my mother found out she was having me. Now, part of my story is uh, my biological father was um, abusive. He was uh, had a drinking problem, um, abusive to my mother. Uh, and I mean, um, you know, cowboy drinking, fighting, um, you know, many stories of, you know, broken arms and, and uh, from fights and that sort of thing. Um, my mother was brave enough after one particular domestic violence, uh, episode, my mom was brave enough to leave that relationship and, and to go on to, you know, other things. And part of what, is really interesting about that is that that kind of world, the bartending and the Tenderloin district and the fighting and the drinking, that is in my you know DNA. Like that's that's where my biological self comes from. And <clears throat> to continue on from that, um, my mother got 
married, you know, remarried to another guy, you know, uh, sometime after. And they had my little sister, uh, who would be my half-sister. Now, my little sister, um, we grew up in a very small town in uh, in Oregon, uh, Vernonia, Oregon, where some of my friends, like my friend Johnny uh, and, and his wife Jessica and their kids still live. Uh, his parents also, we um, so we lived in Vernonia. We lived in uh, Forest Grove where the uh, Forest Grove Assembly of God um, church is, which um, I cannot tell you the memories I have. Pastor Timmons there and Travis Timmons and... Um, great people, really, really amazing people. Um, my friend Luke, um, we did Royal Rangers together. I mean, uh, just an amazing time. But what ended up in that happening in that relationship is, uh, that again, um, you know, a father or, you know, a dad who, um, had issues. And I mean, at one point before we got to Forest Grove, it was, you know, he had dropped off my mom, myself, and my sister off at a gas station in Vernonia, said, I'm leaving you, I'm marrying my high school sweetheart, and I am out of here, and good luck. And my mom tells a story about how we were living in a homeless shelter, she was working, you know, three jobs, um, you know, the shelter had, um, the shelter had, um, you know, some daycare services and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and so, um, eventually she was able to, uh, have enough money to get a house in Forest Grove. So that's how we ended up from Venonia to Forest Grove. But here I am five years old now and dad number two is gone and, and you know, is not in the picture anymore. And so throughout the years, <clears throat> five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, I mean, all the way through 11 years old, you know, my mom did her absolute best. Um, we, you know, played sports. We went to school. I literally went to uh, Tom McCall Middle School, which is in Forest Grove, where we lived basically across the street from. Favorite teacher of all time, um, uh, I don't want to say doctor, um, that's like college, um, Tom Shepard is what his name was, Teacher Shepard, um, and wow, what an influence in my life. I mean, I'm in a fifth grade years. Uh, I was in the fifth grade, barely could read. Obviously, home is all over the place. Don't have any direction as far as a father figure, and man, he took me in, taught me how to read. I mean, really put a lot of time into me. And so, I'll, I'll, favorite teacher of all time, Mr. Shepard. Um, and so <clears throat> from there, from there, um, we, uh, my, my mom met, uh, another man, um, and she had dated men, you know, obviously through that time and that sort of thing, but nothing real, nothing really sticked. Um, and really honestly, constantly kind of felt rejected, um, you know, a lot of the time. And so you know, here I am with, uh, you know, here I am with, uh, you know, okay, who am I? Okay. I am my biological father's son, but now he wants nothing to do with me. And dad number two, again, doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And so my mom, you know, gets remarried, um, to another man. 
Um, and this man was wonderful. I mean, from the age of, you know, 12 years old till, you know, through my, you know, late twenties, I mean, really just, um, did his absolute best. I mean, absolute best to raise me as a, as a young man. A lot of who I am today is because of him, you know, my personality, um, a lot of my traits, a lot of my people sense, my sales skills. I mean, all, all of the hard work, you know, those, those all come from him. And, um, but unfortunately, even through this time, you know, we, uh, as a family have been going through, um, you know, some struggles as every family does. Um, but there's a sense of me that's like, you know, right now not having really the ability to speak to, um, you know, this stepdad of mine, um, it, it kind of makes me feel, um, you know, rejected almost a little bit. And so one of the big things about this journey is, is to learn, okay, what kind of, you know, what kind of father do I want to be? And part of this redemption story is that in 2016, (laughs) in 2016, my wife and I went to the Tenderloin District in San Francisco. But we're not there for like vacation or anything. <laughs> we are staying at the uh, YWAM, which is Youth with, with a Mission. Um, we are staying at the YWAM base that's literally in the middle of the Tenderloin District. Um, I mean, and it is locked doors, barbed wire, security. I mean, it is not a place that you would ever think that you would want to stay or be. Uh, literally, just to give you some some visual, is as we're stepping out of the van of you know of dropping us off with a bunch of youth kids and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, there are people shooting up heroin in their necks. There are people that are um, totally passed out in the middle of the road. There's uh, people literally using the bathroom right on the sidewalk. Um, you know, uh, it just, I mean, you talk about a culture shock. <laughs> I mean, it was like you were stepping into a third world country and we were there, um, to, to pray with and to, to just love on these, on the people it's homeless ministry. Part of that, um, part of that looked like bringing out hot chocolate, um, you know, at night to the people laying on the street and just talking to them about Jesus or talking to them about, um, you know, their struggles and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it was, um, you know, helping people, you know, uh, praying with people to, um, you know, to overcome, you know, their addictions or their mental illnesses or, or, you know, that sort of thing. And, And that's really one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that we found was, the mental illness part of it is that a lot of the people who are homeless there, um, not right, not in the right state of mind and, and not having the, a lot of the help that they need. Um, and, and some people, it was, you know, a choice, you know, some people said, Hey, I'm going to live off the grid and be homeless. And what better place in San Francisco, California, uh, 70 degrees all the time. It's right there in the Bay. And, um, you know, it's a, you know, so some people will, um, just be there. But one of the things is that some people are just stuck, you know, they're stuck. 
they're stuck there um, and they have nowhere else to go and they have no hope and that, and that's that's the big thing and so as we're wrapping up this wrapping up this mission trip essentially um, my wife is like man I'm so sick I'm so sick and she had to miss out on a couple of activities that sort of thing and so on the very last day we went to um a walgreens on in the financial district which is right up against the tenderloin district and um we found out she was pregnant and there's just this full circle this this really cool i mean talking about 25 years in the making of this circle where where i was you know first thought of by you know my mother of being a baby to knowing that I'm gonna have a child as well happened in the same part of San Francisco the same town the same streets um 25 years later my mom was 25 years old when she had me and I was 25 years old when I had when I had my little girl and and here's the other thing that is also really crazy is my little girl was born on my birthday. So, I mean, we're talking not only in the same place exactly 25 years later, but the same age and the same day. I mean, it literally lined up perfectly. Almost to, I mean, I think that I was born at like 11 o'clock at night and my little girl was born at like 8 o'clock at night. That's the only real uh, difference. And so, you know, there is there's no hopeless situations and and even 25 years in the making god said you know what i know that you have been rejected by you know father number one and you were rejected by father number two and you're currently going through what feels like rejection with father number three but there's something that i that has to change and that is that my identity and my name comes from christ that's who my identity is in. And I, what I've realized is that I cannot blame these these fathers because hurt people hurt people. That's that's the kind of the, that's the saying. My my real father, man, his real dad or, or I say his dad um not a shining example of a father. Um you know, uh again my 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 first stepdad um, his family, not a stunning example of, of what healthy relationship look like. And so, you know, and so on and so forth. It's like th- that they didn't have a great start out either when it comes to into dads, you know, it was always the iron fist and it was the, you know, I don't know how to manage my emotions. So I'll just go to hitting instead or yelling or drinking or because no one no one taught them how to be fathers. No one taught them how to have to be slow to anger or to, to be identified in the in the Lord um, necessarily. And and I just had I have a hundred percent compassion on them. And that's what I want people to know through my story is that our identity it comes from Christ, and that there is no hopeless situation. Um, there are so many things in my life that could have turned totally different but I was blessed with uh the um, the stepfather who is still married to my mother um you know I took his his name 
Um, and I, and I still feel very honored, um, to have his name and that sort of thing. And family difficulties happen and, but we, we continue to pray for restoration and we continue to pray for, you know, healing of the relationship and that sort of thing. But I just want people to know, especially young men is that who may have single mothers and man, single mothers, that is, um, probably the hardest job in the world is to try to be a single mother and so obviously praying for single mothers that there is no hopeless situation but praying for also for these these young boys and and girls with single mothers that just to say look there is hope and your identity is in christ and that he can he's the redeemer of 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 he is your redeemer he's my redeemer and so just a kind of a cool story i wanted to share um that uh, I'm so proud and so lucky to have um, my uh, beautiful four-year-old uh, little girl. Her name is Hensley. I just love um, love her so much. We had so much fun for our birthday. Our birthday was this last um, weekend on on the 13th. So much fun. Um, and uh, and every year I just get to remember this amazing story of of how God, God's timing is so perfect and how exactly when he needed to show me that, that he is, you know, for me and that my identity comes from him, he gives me this beautiful little girl. So, um, that's just the story for the Justin time this week. Um, and I'm, uh, really excited to, um, you know, bring some more, uh, great stories, uh, for you. Um, or uh or even some uh teaching so anyway that's it for me um we will be seeing you on the uh regular podcast and uh until next time have a uh have a great day bye thank you for listening to fully and share theology you can follow bruce on multiple social media platforms at bpags2 as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at JustinMercier13. Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Folding Chair Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's Word each and every day.